Connell Tribune, Thursday the 11th October 2018. Strangers to the Donegal Shore. 7.30am Monday, a benign autumnal morning, almost October. The trees shedding their leaves, slight fall in temperature after the uncharacteristic balmy summer we've just had. We had a stormy few weeks, but fingers crossed Donegal will be a hacienda of palm trees and hot claims when we drive past Ben Bulban and on through the gap. Wishful thinking, of course, but as a trip organiser and sort of Donegal native, I was hoping the weather wouldn't disappoint as we headed for the hills. The intrepid group of golfers began assembling in Ardmore for their inaugural trip to Donegal. The Galway Bay Golf Club Wednesday Seniors Group, the Bogies and Fogies, was embarking on a three-day trip to the far north which would test their golfing capabilities as well as their capacity to absorb copious quantities of gunshot gin. Our destination in northwest Donegal would be Dunfanaghy, Rossapenna and Port Salon. The Wednesday Club is an integral part of Galway Bay Golf Club. Gathering every Wednesday, as the name suggests, around 9.30 to play a weekly four ball, better ball, champion scrabble or three ball something or other with an anchor man. The format can vary to the whims of John Coslow, who might change in midstream, as he did famously last year at Ross's Point, much to the consternation of the less than impressed golfing fraternity gathered under Ben Bulbin. Anyway, the boys set off for Donegal. It was a fascinating listening to the general conversation as we trundled along the new motorway to Tum, with Peter at the helm, an eight handicapper, former Harlan goalie, great pro shop manager, badminton star and bus driver par excellence. Do we need passports? Are there checkpoints? Do they speak English high? Is Donegal in the Republic? Do they use Sterling? Is it compulsory to listen to wee Daniel? Will we be exposed to Donegal puke football? Did Jim McGuinness get jailed for destroying the beautiful game as played by Galway and Mayo? Will the Lord Leitrim's descendants put a curse on us for playing Rossapenna? Are the old New Year New Year IRA still training near Loch Salt for the next campaign after Brexit? Would our linguistic skills be challenged after three days of hi, hi, we man, just up the hill, round the corner? Where's the Wayans? Will we head to the pub for one? What about ye? These examples and other nonsensical observations from men who have travelled the world but appeared to view Donegal as being akin with Siberia. The crew in the luxury court sourced in Ockram. It may have been at the Battle of Ockram such were the comforts. Seats which made Ryanair seem like a luxury cinema in the eye. And luckily three of the boys took cars or the golfers would have got to know each other more intimately than Tiger and his 170 lady friends. Saying all that, any man who gets you from Arnmore to Dunfanaghy in four hours circumventing the RSA road rules showed the skills of a man who could puck a slitter the length of Croke Park with ease. We had an eclectic group in the bus. Collectively, they could run a small African country or even run it into the ground. IT consultants, bank managers, golf course owners, a government minister's other half when the soldiers of destiny were in vogue, history teachers, oil men, boss and shabine owners, Sky Digital and Dodgy Box provider, two-time Galway Harlan Celtic Cross winner, and Moonlighting as the bus driver, and several, nor several Nordies, four in all. 
Tyrone Mann and Galway Nye, Director, former Craig Moore, President Travelling from Roscommon, Donald from Port Stewart and a Tribune columnist. They were a motley crew, men of great experience, knowledgeable, compassionate and funny. Plus a few of them could play golf as well. Driving through Mayo was an experience in itself. John Coslow from Baal, where he won a Junior C Championship in 1968, he's cursed doubly. And Big Podrick from Ballon Road, Chairman of the Mayo, anyone but Jose, Man United Supporters Club. We had a guided tour from these knowledgeable guys, Ballandine, Claire Morris, Knock, like Pope Francis, we just passed through it, and Charlestown, all places where Sam Maguire hasn't been seen since 1951 when the traveller woman cursed and swore that no Mayo forward could find the goals at the canal end of the hill for 65 years or more. Grania Wheel, General Humbert, Enda Kenny and Big Liam McHale, we heard the lot. Ben Bulbin and Horizon was a relief call. Breakfast at the Yates Tavern was welcome. Full Irish was a call. An army goes to war in a stomach. Although Paddy McCross and smoked salmon seemed like pickings in comparison to the pig's blood and rashers the rest of the troops gorged on. W.B. Yates allegedly reposing across the road in Drumcliff as these horsemen passed by. But we had our own poet laureate on the bus, wee Brian, and his pen was definitely madder than the sword, or the two iron he might have been tempted to use in the gale at Rossapenna. The Ulster Fry was the perfect tonic for golfers preparing for battle, even though we were still in Connacht. Handicaps ranging from 8 to 25, and everything in between. Bandits and ballsy players, low men to long lost causes, all zoned into golf mode now. Can I play to my handicap or can I get it off the first tee? Will the putter be on fire or thrown into the sea? Plans are afoot, but as we all know, the best laid plans can go astray. These thoughts prevailed as we bypassed Bundorn and Donegal Town, on through Barnes Moor Gap and on to lovely Letterkenny, over the mountain top and down through the roadworks to Kilmac, where the new flyover has taken shape. Up the road to Termin, my hometown, on to Chrysler and Port Nabla, and finally Dunfanaghy comes into view. Jesus, that felt like a Paul Brady song. Dunfanaghy is such an interesting place. Long before partition, it was a boat, a boat hold for the Northern Unionist elite, as lo local folklore would have it. Craig Avon, the first six county Prime Minister, allegedly observed after partition, we not only lost the 26 counties, we lost Dunfanaghy. To this day, it's a mixed community, it's unique. Like many parts of Donegal, they flutter to Belfast and Derry at the weekend. Although here it might be more Londonderry, Bangor and the Malone Road. But many, many friends were made here over the years. The group elated to stretch the legs. Five hours after leaving Arnmore, tea and scones and then on to the first tea and the golf was on. Met a few of the boys I used to play with. Wee Jimmy, former Postmaster General and ex-Captain Tony McGilloway. And my old friend Giggs arrived to join us, but no sign of wee James or Roger. Probably played earlier and had the 40 points in the bag. James, a golfing genius, always reminds me of Joe Barley visiting Pat's Balan. And Pat's kids asked Joe, how many All-Irelands of you? Joe proudly said one. Then the kids replied, my dad is eight. We James is ten captain's prizes. Roger, I recall for other reasons. 
a comic without knowing it, playing in Derry one day with the Ramblers. I wasn't having a great day in the rain when Roger crossed the fairways and gave me a small business card saying this might help you. It was for the Samaritans. The Galway golfers enjoyed Dunfanny immensely. The mild day with slight wind. Dougie and Jerry enjoyed it so much they were placed second and back nine winner respectively in the senior open. Also Dougie, Tony and Paddy Murphy won the three ball scramble as well with Dougie's 40 points proven crucial. There was nothing but praise for the course, the difficult and picturesque 9th, the long par 5 16th and the 17th par 3 all stood out as the inquest started in the clubhouse. But as for most of the group had been their first time playing the course, indeed first time in that part of Donegal for some, they were fulsome in their praise for the scenery, course and beautiful greens. It was time in the end of his for Rod's skill and the Donegal Downings Bay Hotel, our main host for the next few nights. Bags unloaded, rooms allocated, then down to the bar for a curry. Later some of the more than intrepid golfers headed round the corner and up the hill to Martin Casey's Harbour Bar, while the silent majority headed to bed to prepare for the thrill of playing Russell Penn in the morning. In the harbour it was fairly quiet off a Monday night in comparison to the madness during the summer when Ballamurphy and the Bogside descend on the place for the 12th. Former Ossipenna captain Eddie McGrady was behind the bar and his brother Danny called in. Great to see them, both ex-football and teammates back in the day. The morning came early and the challenge of Sandy Hills awaited. Unfortunately there was a gale blowing and it spoiled the day from a golfing point of view. Old Tom Morris had designed the original Ossipenna links. His thoughts on golf design were slightly better than his choice of friends. Staying with the treacherous landlord, Lord Leitrim, who would evict poor tenants as quick as Tom Morris could design nine holes by the dunes. Playing Galway Bay were well used to win, but this was exceptional. To, hi to highlight what it was like, the 16 who teed off in the first, not one player scored. If you were lucky enough to reach the green in regulation, it was three putt time, with the ball rolling off the green unplayable. Some thought of pulling the pin, literally, but having travelled so far, we just got on with it, kept the head down and the ball, kept the head and the ball down and pray for a bogey. It was disappointing, but say la vie, it wasn't of Ophelia proportions, but Storm Florence blew itself out in the superb fairways at Rossapena, and we were in the eye of the storm. All we were missing was trees of Manion warning us not to make unnecessary journeys. Those who survived the course arrived in wind swept and interesting to say the least, with Paddy Murphy leading the way in 27 points and lifting the shoulda won, coulda won trophy. It was one tough day, highlighted by a group of Germans we met from Frankfurt and their best was 25, as was a group of Aussies who had played Ballyliffin at the same time, but nothing that a wee sing song wouldn't cheer up. Casinos, chicken ranches, I'd legalise them all. Shall we have our own Las Vegas in the hills of Donegal? While the day was ruined on the windswept course, the evening was extra special. Dinner at the Glen Bar, steaks the size of a Charlie Coo, Merlot and Chardonnay flowing with Brian, Galway's Robbie Burns delivering an ode to twinkling eyes and toss of hair, trips to Sligo in the hills of Donegal, plays our game with verve and vim, win or lose that infectious grin. I think I was the recipient. 
The Glen Bar is just one of those places special. The golfers retired to the wee bar, the Guinness flowed and boys sampled their own, the old Glen Bar gin, celebrating 250 years as an old inn. When Manus Afeka was making pegs and Wolf Tone sailed into Bancrana. And there was one more stop, the Harbour Bar. The final day brought improved weather and the Port Salon links looked resplendent and as difficult as ever. As we negotiated the Harry Blaney Bridge, the historians amongst us fascinated the rest that Harry had extracted 20 million euro from Birdie to build the bridge to nowhere. Notably, he hurled it as a bridge over troubled waters, an exercise to finally mend the rift created when Big Neil and Charlie Hawhey fell out with Jack Lynch in 1970 over supplying more than refugee camps on the border. On the bus, Big John, a man steeped in Fianna Fáil, his wife indeed Fianna Fáil royalty, her dad and herself held the Galway seat for Fianna Fáil from 54 till 97 and she became the first woman government minister since Countess Markovich, that was Mary Gogan Quinn and John her husband. John was interested to hear that his old friend Bernie McGlinchey made a sortie into Rosnakill and at a time when it wasn't advised and a shot was fired over the cavalcade. Years later Harry and Bernard met at a funeral and he mentioned that it was brave of Bernard at the time. Was it you who fired the shot? inquired Bernard. It wasn't me, replied Harry mischievously, adding I wouldn't have missed. Quoting the Irish Times, the second of the fifth thirteen. Need Blaney as well as trying to smuggle rifles to young revolutionaries in Derry in 1970 was a great supporter of Port Salon Golf Club and we pulled up to take on the links and fine voices David led us in a chorus of Destination Donegal. The magnificent vista that greeted the boys was stunning. The course went out along Ballymastocker Beach, deemed the second most beautiful beach on the planet from the Observer 2015. This was after Paradise Island and the Seychelles. There was some tribute. Nagala Hill overlooking as us and Rathmullen in the distance, where the flight of the Earls took place in 1607. Then across Loch Swilly to Dunree and Inishowen. Magnificent and appreciated by the Galway group who know a bit about beautiful scenery themselves. The links were challenging, narrow fairways demand accuracy, demand accuracy with the driver. Paul McGinley's recent intervention as advisor has improved the coach, which is in the top 25 in the country. The benign weather in the day helped our champion scramble. And Mido, another great Galway footballer in the 60s, the two Johns, Quinn and Walsh, with the help of a 10 handicapper guest, rattled out 81 points to take first prize. An amazing 11 points ahead of Brian Rowan, Dougie, David and Jerry, gallant runners-up. So that was that, the Galway Bay Seniors away trip to Donegal for 2018. A long journey home awaited us, but the crack was good, and while the golf, with a few exceptions, was nothing to write home about, it was played in some of the best courses on the island, and thoroughly enjoyed by everyone. Even Padraig Moran, who picked up nice pyjamas for his fourth coming trip with Douglas to Wahan in Thailand. Martin, who received armbands and goggles after falling into the water twice. And Michael, who landed two cute little monkeys after his exertions at Rosapena. It was a great few days, 
roll on next year and a return to play the Donegal Lynx Classic in May. But before that, Bill Mullet and Ennis Crone await. Take me home to Mayo might get a rattle, according to John Costello. He thinks he saw a sign in Port Salon. The ten handicapper was called Sam. And when I'm travelling far away, your friendship I'll recall. But there's rest for weary wanderers in the homes of Donegal. <laughs>